Welcome back to season six of the Real Life Carry podcast. I'm here with partner in crime, Michael Zabo. Welcome, Mike. Happy New Year. It's good to be back. We are back, finally. Yes. What do you have in store? What are your highlights for today's episode? Well, a lot of a lot of the same great stuff you listeners love. We got bathrooms. We got money. We got uh, food we're talking about. I took the, the LinkedIn recommendations to heart and picked up a side hustle. Not digging ditches yet, but we're getting there. Lovely. On top of that, we'll also be talking about the state of the golf in the world, our golfer caddy resolutions. And of course, our shout-outs at the end with some mailbag questions. So let's get started. So you go, Michael. New intro. I like it. You like that? It's a new flavor to the podcast. I like it. I think every year I always try something new. You know, I mean, we're, we're kind of like hack golfers where we're always tinkering, always changing right. something. Yeah, I mean, you try something new, you talk about trying something new. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, I just said to you, we should be letting the listeners know this might not happen. I promised a new theme tune A couple last of years year. ago, yeah. Can yeah. you believe that's 12 months ago? I, knowing you, yes. Yes. <laughs> However, it's very close. It is very close. So season six, we will have a new theme tune. It's coming. We, are, we will be bringing more guests. More guests, more, more, a uh, lot, lot of different flavors, you know, golfers, caddies, caddies, etc. Experts. And of course, always more of what you love, the caddy stories. Without further ado, Zabo, crack on. What do you have? Well, a lot of new things. I looped with, uh, you know, it's been so long since we last recorded a podcast. It's been, it's been a long, two and a half this months. is the longest hiatus I've had. So I've been itching to get back here in the okay. studio and start talking. You know, uh-huh. I had a loop many months ago with Matty D. This guy, I mean, you get guys who spray the golf ball, right? You get guys who they miss it, right? They mean, once in a while, you're going to hit one square in the club face, hit it down the middle. This guy was spraying them so far left, so far right. I mean, they were literally off the map everywhere. We get to the ninth hole. He hits a car in the parking lot on his second <laughs> shot. I mean, it's so far right. I mean, it, I think it hit a car on the other side of the road at the Wee Course. It went over the road in the other parking lot where the pro shop was. Hit a car. Wow. So we come to the 14th hole. We get out there. I mean, he's missing them. I'm, I'm telling you, when I say so far, he doesn't miss one down. He doesn't hit one down the middle. Every single shot is way left or way right. No consistent miss. Hold on. So you guys go forward at 14? He's still playing, which I'm impressed. I can't believe he didn't run out of balls because he would hit one so far off the mat. He didn't even bother looking for it. I can't believe we Matty would go up the fairway. Oh, Matty was, uh, he was kind of walking, sighing. He's like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> so we get to 14, and you know there's just one home there on the left on 14. Yeah. And he hits it, and you hear, crash, right through the skylight window. <laughs> and the guy's in there. He's in there kicking breakfast for his wife. <laughs> and he comes running out. Is this your golf ball? Is this your golf ball? I'm like, oh no, here we go. He's like, come here, come here, come here. And he goes running over my guy. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just missed it a little bit. I'm like, a little bit, bro. I'm like, come on, missed it. I mean, that was one of your better strikes of the day. And the guy wants his info. He's he's taking down his info. Can you believe that? He's like, yeah. he's like, I, I need your info, man. I mean, I mean, you broke my window. You're responsible. It's all these rich pricks that. Drive Teslas and yeah, own, house, <laughs> own expenses. But what do you think about that? Like, are you really responsible? Yeah. If you're, you're, you are responsible. No. So don't you remember we had this conversation two years ago and a, a lawyer up in Vancouver. Yes, I vaguely remember Philbrook, this. Matt Philbrook, 
Matt Philbrook mm-hmm. emailed us. He said that when you build a house on a golf course, after the golf course is built, you assume responsibility for damage. So Johnny Hack doesn't uh, need to pay for that. Yeah, because that house was definitely built after, after the, course. the golf yeah. course. Yeah. So you know you're living on a golf course. I mean, get the appropriate windows for a golf ball strike. Is it the right thing to do? Like, if you hit a house and broke a window, knowing that it's not your responsibility, what would you do? That's what insurance is for. I blame the. I wouldn't. I'd <laughs> I go would the other way. It. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Well, if you if you can, it depends how the person acts or reacts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And insurance is there for a reason. It is. Would you have bulletproof skylights, though? I would. You see, I mean, you see most of those homes now. They have the the. You can see the reflection on the glass. You can tell that they're like uh, peppered. Yeah, they get they get hit all the time. So, well, you come, you come to learn. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen it several times. There was one house in the wee course in number thirteen, mm-hmm. and they obviously didn't quite get it because that thing that house constantly had cardboard. Which, what's that going to do? Yeah, it prevents but, the next strike, but the damage is already done. Uh, one question that I posted on the Twitter. I can't call it X. Can you call it X? I just no, call I it, never call it X. It's Twitter. I just call it Twitter. Sorry, Elon. If you're not following, glorified donkey. Get on there. We're up in the game. Mm-hmm. I sent out a question this morning, Zabo. Now, this concerns you because I saw you last week. Mm-hmm. I text you from one hole. I says, turn around. We'd, be, we'd been texting about some other stuff. Yeah. And you, you replied that you were starving. And we had a wee bit of a laugh about it. I then posted a, a, a survey this morning on the Twitter. Mm-hmm, a if, poll. if a golfer takes a caddy, should the golfer offer to feed and water the caddy for the duration of the round? Okay. I'd got to say 98% said yes, correct? 90, slightly off. <laughs> what? Slightly off, old boy. You always feed the caddy. <laughs> I mean, I get the 2%, but come on. What L- is it? Lots of votes. It's only been out there for a couple of hours, and there's already a couple of hundred votes on there. 73% say yes. 27% say no. Say no? No. Well, there's 27% of the people I don't want a caddy for. <laughs> Stay away from me. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, good. To put a little bit of context on this, is that you were working a five-day event, is that right? Five-day job. This one was, it was grueling. It was great people. They were great people, but five days with anybody is excessive. The The silver lining of this, though, they had two practice rounds before the tournament. The actual tournament was a scramble. Did you do, so five days altogether, two-day tournament? Or three, seven days? Three-day three, three tournament, two practice three days, rounds, okay. three-day scramble. I have to ask, are you sure you're not smoking, drinking, something to get five days? It's it's a lie. It's winter time, man. You gotta you gotta hustle. You gotta get out there and work. Winter work is different from summer work. It's very different. So money's the, different. The money's people, different. People are different. <laughs> they feel different. They smell different. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, seeing your lot, they certainly look different yes. as well. They are a different breed. The winter people. Either <laughs> would you call it discount golf? To a certain extent, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Definitely cheaper here on the peninsula to play golf in the winter. And the win- you, know, you get better stay and play packages. They cut uh-huh. better deals. So, yeah. yeah. It's a, a slightly different crowd. I mean, yeah. they still have money, but. Yeah. Yeah. I said to you, was this the loop we were warned about? Yes. One of one of our friends texted us and said, you know, I got these people coming out. You may or may not want to caddy for them. And I'm like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm already caddying for him. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> then you're all set up. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you did it. I wouldn't do it. I, t- I said straight away, no, no. Well, Imagine I- if this guy's saying, listen, lads, 
I've got this. These people are coming out. Out. They might request you. I don't. And he's like, one of them. I a take bit of no a responsibility. Yeah. He says one of them's a bit of a bit of a prick. You might want to be busy that week. That is that. That is kind of red flags all yeah. over that. When one of your players says, <laughs> "I gave him your number," but just so you know, you probably don't want a caddy for him. That's uh, red flags well, all over. Well, Zabo was not busy. He did five days with it, and hats off to you for that because that's monumental. Well, I ca- I had caddied for him before, so I I knew what I was getting into, and they're they're good people. I mean, they're very good people. Uh-huh. I, the, the guy that he thought's a prick, I don't think's a prick. He was okay. he was a little curmudgeonly, but he was fine. Are they part of that twenty seven percent though? They definitely are. Yeah. So we get to the last day, last day of five days. I'm t- I'm talking. You know, this is five days. You're talking five hour rounds. You're talking five. We're we're we're, we're yeah. At least in the tournaments, more than that. So you're talking. We're maybe in our thirty eighth hour together. Mm. Have not been offered one beverage, one bite to eat, <laughs> one anything. And I come to the to the tent at the big course where your lovely wife works, and I'm like. Hey, Natalia, how are you? Good to see you. <laughs> and I'm standing next to my player. I'm chatting to your wife. And my player comes up and he's he's like, hey, Mike, you want something to drink? I said, I would love something. <laughs> That'd be great. I would have loved something on Tuesday. <laughs> and he goes, oh, here you go. I had some free, uh, some free drink tickets to burn. <laughs> I'm like, ouch. Nicest people in the world. God bless them. I love them. I'll caddy for them again, but they were nice. But I was just, and then I texted you and Natalia right after that. And I was like, five days with these people. Five days. Didn't get offered one thing. Uh-huh. And then he says, you know, I had a free drink ticket to burn. Yeah. Any hot dog at the turn? Nothing to eat. Unfortunately, <laughs> after that hole too. We all, get the, to, all the tickets this, were gone? This actually gets better because after that hole, this is the, the fourth hole we finished. All right. And, uh. There's a little backup on 5T, and I had a little intestinal issue I needed to really take care of. And I was like, I probably shouldn't have waited. I figured I could have made it, but it was a slow day, and I was like, I was on the 5th tee, and I was like, I, I'm certainly not going to make it to 9. I said, guys, I, I'm going to need to take this cart and run back. <laughs> I'll be back up with you in a bit. And one of my other dudes is like, I'll, I'll ride back with you. That's cool. So I come, I turn the cart around, make a beeline for for the bathroom behind us and we right, roll by your wife and I'm yeah. Natalia looks and she's waving she's kind of like frowning ass like what are you doing waving and then we go by and then we get back to the team a couple calls later Natalia's like no forget this Mike had to run his player back to the bathroom <laughs> and I go player I was like he tagged along for the ride I was running myself that, like, bo- that bottle yeah. of water went yeah. straight through you unbelievable they actually I, I, the following day there was there's still yellow caution tape around that bathroom <laughs> by the way Hey man, I had to go. There was no delay in it, and I went and I made it back in time for their tee shots, which was nice. When I was back in Scotland, I played golf actually, and you were back there a good bit. It's I good was to like, have you back. Five weeks I was home, and I ended up playing, going up to the Renaissance Club, playing up there. Real there, posh place up wait, there. How do you pronounce that? Renaissance. You mean the Renaissance Club? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's the French. We call it the Renaissance. Was it in France or was it in Scotland? No, it was up in Scotland, no. but. 40, 40 minutes for Edinburgh. Yeah. So oh, there you go. And I don't, I don't, as you know, I, I didn't own waterproofs, rain gear. Yeah. The only Scottish guy in the world only. that doesn't. Yeah. And I looked at the weather forecast. It was the one day out of 10 
So we, oh, perfect. It's not going to rain. Mm-hmm. Pish down for four oh, of hours. Course, yeah. Four hours. Well, three, na- three, so three the, hours, 40 minutes. So you're saying the weather forecasters back there are similar to the one Same here? Same they here. have no clue? Unbel- well, over there, it's much easier, isn't it? It's going to rain every day. They're trying <laughs> to pick the day where it's dry. <laughs> That's and, funny. Oh, it was miserable. Uh, especially the front nine. It just started pishing down and pishing down. And it was windy as well. So you're hoping that the clouds. Oh, but it, yeah. But all the wind was doing was. Blowing it sideways. Blow, well, just blowing one rain cloud after another, after <laughs> another. But that's where they play the Scottish Open. Oh, every year they play it at that's the same the, course. I think they've gotcha. got the, the contract for something like 10 years. Oh, they're, nice. they're paying. That's the one the week before the Open. That's the one. That's nice, the warm-up. Nice. That's a great tournament. It's, it's right next to Muirfield. Nice. And then Archerfield is on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, Did you take a caddy? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually carried my own bag. Wow! Yeah, I don't. I, I very much doubt the caddies in the middle of December. I can't imagine there's much work, but a very, very nice place. But just it doesn't matter if I'm over here. It doesn't matter if I'm over there. But what it did do was it helped me add something to my list, which we'll get onto about our golf or caddy resolutions for the new year. Oh, there's resolutions. Yes. Well, you know, resolutions are all... You're going to make the same mistakes you always do. You're terrible, and you're never going to commit just like your other resolutions you make. Get out of here. Yeah, same scumbag, <laughs> same scumbag antics. I, when I there's, there's a lot of stuff here, actually. I had a loop for these people from Southern California. I tried my best. It was a referral. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... They didn't have USC head covers, did they? No, no, yeah, no. Thank God, yeah. Red flags. When it, when it comes from a good source... You sometimes get complacent to explain how things work. Yeah, what the what the ins and outs. Yeah, how you want to get fed to get me out, <laughs> to get me out of bed. This is but yeah, because of the source, I didn't think it was an issue, and it was kind of a comedy of errors. I did text the night before and say, "By the way, there's a new system in place. Make sh- if you're walking." Mm-hmm. I said, "I walk the big course. There's no way I'm walking the other one because I really honestly believe right now the course is so saturated." It's dangerous for us to be carrying golf bags. It is very saturated. Slipping is, even at the big course, slipping is an issue on a, a couple of, you got to pick your spots, but it's it's very saturated. Not remember last year, I actually got you a cart because you did the splits and yeah. still stayed in your feet somehow, <laughs> number, number five there. Yes, I No, 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 you need to get a cart. But it's so wet, one sl- you're one slip away from, oh, you know, being unemployed. Breaking your back, I mean, breaking a leg. So they wanted to walk and they say, okay, I'm a five, he's like a plus four, okay, oh, right, Here heard that go. before, and I says, well, just make sure the bags are really light, and I'm thinking, well, club members, this will be no problem at all, mm-hmm. they get it, they'll get it, and I turn up, and I pick, I could tell who, who the bags were, and I, and I picked them up, and I thought, oof, better wait there, mm-hmm. but it's maybe just because I, I hardly carry anymore, <laughs> I mean, I That's thought true. maybe yeah, it's just you have months. nothing to compare it to, yeah, yeah exactly, so <laughs> I start walking down the fairway, and blah. I get to the first green, and I'm looking through one of the bags, the dad's, and by the way, he shouldn't be anywhere near the back tees, he should be well up, he's persisted for two days, I'm going to play back here, I'm going to play back here, not a great five, nightmare, absolute nightmare, I, I, I tell you what, I would, I would have said he would have been a good 16, Wow, that's you know, not saying much. Yeah. You know what I mean, really poor. And I start going through the. He's got seven wedges, 
Seven Jeez. wedges. And I start counting them. 17 clubs, Zabo. 17? 17. When I say to 17. Him, when I make this point to him, I said, you get 17 clubs in here. He says, oh, I took four out. As if I should give him a medal for taking four out. You had 21 clubs. Had 21 clubs in the bag. And then he took four out and nothing else. And the boy's bag wasn't much better. It was one of those, uh, it was a double strap as well. I don't Jeez. know how these two things, they're meant to check the bags before we throw them on our back. You're supposed to. And it was an absolute nightmare. So I get tipped at the end. Okay, no worries. Mediocre best. Mediocre. The message hadn't filtered through. Mm-hmm. I go the next day. I get paid less. He paid you less? He paid me less, then sends well. me a text that night saying, oh, it was wonderful, you made the trip. <laughs> so I don't Well, is that because you carried the bags of first day and didn't That's carry them? That's what I'm second? thinking. I'm thinking, is it? like, oh, I, I don't have to pay as much because so you didn't carry. I never replied because I thought, whatever, I don't care that much. However, it did. I added a little bit to my resolutions mm-hmm. of what's going to go, what's going to go uh, forward. I get what you're saying. I I did the same thing last year. I I had a similar situation, and I said I I created a template. I say this mm-hmm. is what I forward to every single person that I get referred by, referred to. The only people I don't do it to is people I've caddied for before, because I I have a feeling. They know what they're going to pay me because they've paid it mm-hmm. to me in years past. I have gone wrong in that regard sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, usually I just send them a text and I say, this is this is what it costs. If you're uncomfortable with that, there's plenty of caddies out here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing before we, we move on to our resolutions. I worked with uh, Dino, old Dino, the last couple of Love days. Dino. And he's going to come on uh, an episode in the next couple of months. Perfect. This is an old, old-timey caddy out here of Italian descent and absolute gold. Funny enough, in my other line of work, just last <laughs> night I met somebody and they find out that I'm a caddy. They say, hey, do you know Dean Ma- Dino? I'm like, yeah, I know Dino. I love Dino. They're good buddies with Dino. Everyone knows Dino. Yep. Uh, we, we came up with some ideas for some fun content, actually. So he's going to be one of our guests uh, in, in the upcoming season. Now, before we move on to the next segment about our golfer caddy resolutions for the new season, here is a quick message from our podcast sponsor, Big Game Golf. Every golfing group has the guy who coordinates the weekly game or the buddies trip. If you're that guy, you'll be very familiar with the pain and frustration scheduling, managing and scoring your game. Why not make your life easier by downloading the Big Game Golf app and start saving time and hassle today. Whether you're a caddy wanting to engage more with your golfers, a pro shop wanting to get out of running the weekly game or you're that guy wanting to streamline the process, Big Game Golf is here to help you. The app has over 30 games, so there is no need to keep playing the same boring games with your mates week in and week out. The app is also fully integrated with the USGA, so every player's handicap will automatically be incorporated, which saves time and, more importantly, sandbagging. Simply choose your game, keep score, and the app will do all the calculations with live scoring, leaderboards and contest results. Big Game Golf will even text players the final results. So start improving your golf experience today by downloading the app. Four. Golf and caddy New Year resolutions, Zabo. I've made a list. Of resolutions of your own? Resolutions. Of, now, these are you've purely, made or? Yeah, I've made them. Okay. But they're purely, this is not about life. This is purely about golf and caddying. Okay. Okay, so what do you think would be at the top of my list? Quit talking so much. Okay, wrong. <laughs> I thought you were going to say be on time, but I'm not. That's, that's not on there. Live in the present. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. That'd be good. However, 
None of those are in there. <laughs> None uh, of the ones that I need work on are in there. After my experience playing golf at Renaissance in Scotland. Oh, by rain gear. Be prepared mm-hmm. with all the right gear. That's because a good call. I'm sick and tired of going where we work and getting wet feet. Oh, 100% where, with you. Where you work is an absolute disgrace mm-hmm. at how wet that place continues to be all the way through the day. You have nice new trainers on. You take one swipe in the rough and the, and the foot is done for the day. It's awful for you. I've solved so, that problem personally, but yeah. I went to, I went to a place called REI, mm-hmm. which is like millets in the UK. You can buy tents and... That recreational equipment. Something. or something. Yeah. Something like that. Good place. It is a good place. Got a lovely pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like walking boot strokes trainers. Nice. Very comfortable. I think Salomon or Solomon, the, the brand. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. I had to take the first pair back because they were Gore-Tex, but they didn't quite keep what's, the feet What's wet. the price point? Are they like under 200 bucks? Under or? $200. Nice. That's not bad. Will keep my feet dry. Nice. So I'll only wear them in morning loops and then when it's rainy, like just now. I also bought some very basic waterproofs, like a top and trousers. Mm-hmm. Huge pair of gloves, just in case it gets very cold. Yeah. I then went up to a place called Eddie Bauer, mm-hmm. and I bought a bunch of trousers. I, I realized that my mate, remember my mate gave me the trousers that had the hole in the crotch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's a good episode, actually. A good story in there about where the uh, it is. The, uh, the ball bag touched the cold <laughs> leather. Not good. Some people pay for that as well. Do you know that's that? True, that's yeah. what's crazy about good that. money in some places. But I haven't had a pair of trousers for work for 15 months. Just been shorting it a lot? Yeah, a lot I'm of shorts. Procrastinating. Yeah, uh, threatening to lose weight to have a little less girth. There you go. I always buy thirty four inch the right it. size. Yeah, there's Probably. another resolution on the list. So having the right gear, very very important this very year important. for me. Right. Next one pertaining to my story about seventeen club boy communication. Mm. I got complacent. I took it for granted that because of the referral agent. Information would have been passed all the way through to the end user. It was not. Yeah, it's, and that's almost almost always the case. I've come to realize that they, they always refer you to them, but they almost never talk about you know procedure and monetary issues and stuff like that. The only reason I'm doing it is, is to get paid. Yeah. And I'll, I ultimately, my sloppiness cost me some money. Yeah. So I'd like to get in better shape. Mm-hmm. Good, good I, one on the list. And I have the membership at the club, mm-hmm, and there is, there is no excuse. There's no excuse, although that club is primarily a drinking club, too. So, <laughs> I mean, you kind of got to weigh them in both hands there. I, am I going to work out more? Am I going to drink more when I'm there? So. Well, you know, I was talking to one of the old members at the club, and he said, listen, we're in the hot tub. And he said, listen. <laughs> With a cocktail in hand, they're in the hot tub <laughs> talking about working out. So true. He said, listen, son, I've seen a lot of guys come... In and out of this club, and he says, "He says uh, the more time you spend down here, and the less time you spend up there, the longer you'll be a member." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, no worries." So that now being in better shape is not only going to help caddying, but it's also going to help me on my next thing on the list, which is at least have a golf club in my hand once per week. Once per week, once a week, either hitting some balls or playing around the golf. That's ambitious. I like it. That's ambitious. Not bad. And the final one is preparation. I want to be prepared. I want to always everything. 
No, 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 no. Golf and caddy only. Okay, golf and everything. I yeah. want to have always have golf tees in my pocket. I have, I have six thousand golf tees in the workshop. Mm-hmm. They're all glorified donkey real life caddy podcast tees. There is yeah. no excuse for me not to have a handful of tees or a pencil or my rangefinder. I tried to lose it again yesterday. By the way. Shout out to the boy Joel. It was like, hey, big G left. It's the second time already this year. Uh, it's been left. And he's behind. only worked three times. I've only worked <laughs> actually twice. So, this preparation, clean towel, you know, properly dressed, just that's, that's my thing going forward. I like it. I All like very it. attainable. Yeah. I'll, I'll still keep on turning up three minutes before my tea off time. Mm-hmm. That's never going to change, yeah. I'm going to struggle to live in the present, that's for sure, because I'll always be thinking about the 18th hole and finishing. Mm-hmm. Anything for yourself? No, I, I like I didn't make any, but now that you're saying all these, it comes. I, the preparation is key. For me, I always think about, like, players always ask you, do you have a Band-Aid? Do you have a Sharpie? Mm. I never have those things. You know, I should, I should, I, I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to yeah. make a resolution to be more prepared with the stuff I bring out. Little plastic bag. Have a couple of band aids. Have a sharpie. Have some ball markers. To, when the player asks. Love that. Yeah. Well, the one thing you always want, and that's I am prepared with that. I might not have a, a spare ball. I might not have a range finder. I might not have a wet <laughs> towel. I might not have a tee. But I always have ibuprofen, mm-hmm. Alka Seltzer, or Tums. All good for hangovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's I think that's that's really the essence of the year going forward is preparation. I like it. Let's we're we're gonna we're gonna take an inventory in about three months and we're gonna check three up months. on you. Okay. And then at the end of the year we're gonna we're gonna do a recap and see how these resolutions worked out for you. Hold us to this. In three months' time, send us an email, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com, in case we forget. Accountability. But, oh, the other thing I bought a huge calendar. A calendar, like That's, one, a real calendar, like a real calendar. Put yeah. your real jobs in. It's it, it goes on the on your desk, mm-hmm. so it's about four, four times. So it's huge. But there you go. I got a big old calendar. I can put everything in there, and I'll put that in the calendar. In three months' time, we'll have a have a look at that. One of yours should be take food. Take food with me. Yeah, take be food. prepared. Be Bring pre- your own food. You can't always bank on those players to buy you something like they should. Lovely. If anyone else out there has any. New Year's resolutions for golf or caddying, let us know. Quickly before we move on to mailbag questions and our shout-out, Zabo, the world of golf has moved on somewhat in the last three months. John Ram moved to the evil live golf for many people. It's a big move. Does it, does it move the needle is the question. Does 100%. It, you think that, I, mean, I thought somebody of that stature would move the needle, but we'll see. It's inevitable. Listen, when money's involved, it's always going to end up going one way. That's true. Money, money wins. However, it's an absolute shambles. Total shambles. They they said they were going to reach a deal. We'd understand what the deal would be by Christmas, then January 1st, and that's come and gone. And there's still, it's up in the air. They signed Brandel Chambly to be the lead analyst now for NBC. Did you see that? That's going to be exciting. You think that he'll, shows, he'll, he'll unblock us? <laughs> that shows you how much money they have to waste. Yeah, exactly. But I know in America there's always been sort of strikes between the players and the owners mm-hmm. where the, the season didn't kick off or whatever. Yeah. That, but that's not, that's, betw- that's within. This is, nobody knows what's going on across all the boards. Yeah, that, well, that's an interesting point you bring up because I never thought of it in terms terms of that. Like with the owners and players on minimum salaries and stuff like that, there there have been strikes in 
sports before baseball, for instance, there was a huge mm-hmm. strike. I mean, you don't have that on the PGA Tour. They tell you what the purses are going to be and what you're going to be paid. The live live has done that for them. That that yeah. that's been their their say. Okay, you're not going to pay me what I think I'm worth. I'll just go play for them. I'll go yeah. play for the money they're willing to offer mm-hmm. me. So I mean, it's it's healthy competition, if you ask me. And then your boy McElroy, his my boy, <laughs> unbelievable. He's your this, boy, this guy is unbelievable. Just the mouthpiece for the PGA Tour is now talking about how he wants some sort of Champions League type, top of the pile, make more money world tour he doesn't he doesn't know what side of the fence he's on anymore he really doesn't he's he's lost he what he really needed was some sort of agent to really guide him through this or just say we are just all you need to do is keep your mouth shut and play golf if you want to go to live go to live if you want to play in the pga tour just keep your mouth shut and play golf because that's all that it boils down to you're not you're not the face of the game as much as you think you are he's close to it but the face of the game is tiger woods you know he's not rory McIlroy is not the face of the current game have you seen tiger woods i have he actually has a really big face by the way it is a big face that's a lot bigger he's playing golf again Aye, okay sure (laughs) when i was home i was watching some one of the dubai tournaments in november Mm -hmm. and like I, all I want to do, all, all I want to hear is for a bit of honesty of all these players. It's not about the integrity of the game. It's not about legacy. It's about pay me as much money as I can get. Of course, that's what. It, of I, course, I, honesty is brilliant. Yeah. When people just say, "No, I just want to make as much money from this as possible," mm-hmm. at least you can then move on. The McElroy thing, all the kind of all legacy nonsense. Now we're Champions League, and then he's thrown out numbers about what the revenue is of each tour and how much bigger it could be and bring it to a new audience and blah, blah, blah. Well, it all comes back to money. I think it also comes back to a lot of the, the sports betting. Wait, mm-hmm. to, wait to see how sports betting and golf start going hand in hand very oh, much. it's huge now. It's already huge, but it's going to get bigger. It's huge, but it's, it's going to... You're going to have... I would, I would predict in five years, probably 20% of the tournaments on tour will be sponsored by... Betting companies that wouldn't shock me, like either. MGM or yeah. whatever that. That, that wouldn't that's, shock me. That's what I predict. But as I'm watching this golf tournament in Dubai, Tommy Fleetwood's playing, and Ewan Murray, who is one of the voices of Sky Sports Golf, mm-hmm. he's commentating. He says he starts talking about Tommy Fleetwood and how Tommy has just opened his new golf academy, Center of Excellence, and I thought, oh, that's nice, you know, giving back. You yeah. know, maybe back in Help, Southport. Helping the young kids. Yeah. He says, based in Dubai. Based here in Dubai. <laughs> and then he said this, he says, there's Tommy doing his bit <laughs> to grow the game. Growing and I the just game. thought, oh, this, this bullshit about growing the game. Grow the game. Grow I the just, game. Grow I don't the game. Know. Yeah. Like, if you, if you were a professional golfer and made 200 million, like, if I, where I'm from, if I, made, if I was given 200 million, I'd say, right, every, every kid in Scotland is going to get a chance to touch a golf club and give it a try over the next five years. Yeah, that's noble. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that wouldn't take much, but it's like this this facade of growing the game. It's nonsense then. So if you go to the Tommy Fleetwood Golf Academy, everything's up to date in the Dubai one. He did have one in Formby, which is where he's from, the area mm-hmm. he's from, in, in, in South or sorry, Northwest England. There's been no updates on that website for a year now. Yeah, they open up these these 
things to make them look good, and yeah. then they, they don't touch it. You know, they throw a little money at it and say, here you go. So, yeah, again, folks, we have no idea what's going on in the world of golf. The world of golf has no idea what's going on in the world of golf. Uh, so watch this space. We're now going to move on to our mailbag questions and our notable mentions stroke shoutouts. Four! Listener mailbag questions, Zabble. We have a couple of belters here. Okay, my favourite part. Let's shoot. Yes, one of my favourites too. What advice do you have for someone looking to make a career as a caddy? And that one comes from Donald McClaffery from Clare Castle in Clare. I'm guessing that's from Ireland. It uh, has to be. Yeah, so uh, what, what advice would you give to someone looking to make a career? A uh, career? Would you call yourself, you got a career? I, I, at this point, definitely a career caddy. I did not set out to be. I, I don't think many career caddies set out to be career caddies, unless maybe, I mean, he didn't specify, was it PGA Tour or club caddy? If you if you set out on the PGA Tour, that's that's a rough road to, to break into. Mm-hmm. But club caddy, and I don't think a lot of us, set out to make it a career i think after four or five years i said yeah this is this is, this is it this is what i'm doing and especially when i got out here i i love it out here i love what i do and i, yeah. I was like this is it i could be content doing this the rest of my life out here i really okay. could well yeah that's not the, that's not the question though <laughs> what, what yeah, advice you got good point more about me donald <laughs> less about you let's talk about me but if you want to make a career out of it i mean get into it young you know hone your game i think Getting better at the game of golf will make you a better caddy. I don't. I think there's a lot of good caddy, great caddies who are not great golfers. But I think the better you are at the game, the better you strive to be, the better your 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 caddy ability. And if you want to make a career out of it, get out there and do it. The more you do it, the more you're going to learn. You know, learn mm-hmm. how to deal with different people. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna come across very different personalities. And you know, the basic caddy advice. Show up, keep up, and shut up can can serve you well for the first couple of years until Hate you that. get your feet up. Well, there's no shut up in G. There's no question <laughs> about that. Shut up. What are you talking about? I need to talk. Talking's my bread and butter. I know. I'll turn up late as well. That's that's true. He does. He barely shows up. I'll tell you what. My advice, Donald. My advice, Donald, is oh, yeah. don't take any advice from Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> if if you are serious about making caddying a career, treat it like a a proper job. Mm-hmm. Have business cards. Correct. Be prepared. Have tees. Have markers. Have everything we just talked about in our preparation. That we don't do, yes. Right? <laughs> and treat it like a proper job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and network. Like network like any, like anyone's business. Mm-hmm. You know, take numbers, email addresses. Don't be too pushy now. You know, if they don't, someone doesn't want to give you a number, you know, yeah. don't give it. Yeah, don't, 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 don't keep on pushing. Don't grab for it. Let it, let it come to you. There's there's no truer statement. Networking in this job, I mean, you make so many contacts across across the world, really, yeah. and you have places to go. Like if you're good at it, people are going to invite you to go many different places. Mm-hmm. I've I've traveled to Scotland, Mexico. I've been all over, played in member guests. I mean, you just you play all these different golf courses mm-hmm. and meet all these people you would never come across if you had a regular nine to five. Yeah. So yeah, no treat, but treat it like a proper job because you never know. You may leave, you might do it for a few summers, you might leave, you might come back. But once you're in for at least five years, it's it's like being in the penitentiary. You are institutionalized. You are. It'll be very hard to join the real world. You can't get out. Next question. Do, do tour caddies ever seek local caddy info at tour events? That's from Derek, and he is from a place called North Brand in the state of Michigan. Uh, I mean, I can only speak from personal experience. I'd never seen it 
in all the years I've worked out here until I started caddying for Larry Fitzgerald in, in mm-hmm. the, in the AT&T. And, and even then, like the first, the first year there wasn't much going on because Kevin Streeman's always our partner. Actually it was, it was the first year we played a few practice rounds and then he had, a, he had one putt on the first hole we played on, on the 10th hole of the week course. And, uh, Larry hit the green and he had like a 10 footer and it clearly, I've seen that green a million times. It breaks left to right, but it looks right to left. It truly looks right to left, but it breaks left to right. And Streelman comes up and I hike Larry like a cup out left. And Streelman goes, what do you have, think? Like two cups out right? Mm-hmm. And Larry looks at him. And he's like, nah, he had me a cup out left. And Streelman's like, no, 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 no chance, no chance. And, and Larry's like, you know, Mike's caddied for me a handful of times. I, I, I do pretty well with him. I'm just going to, yeah. and he drains the putt. On your read. On my read. And then Streelman walked over to the rules official and said, hey, is it okay for my my amateur's caddy to read read my putts? Mm-hmm. And he said, as long as it's your partner, there's no issue. So that was mm-hmm. the only time I've ever seen it. I, I think it does happen, though, at tour events. Like, some t- some tour pros will hire a oh, local. Oh, he says tour caddies. Tour, some tour caddies will hire local caddies. Right. When they go, they'd say, give me the best caddy you have. And they walk around with them in a practice round or even before they even play just to show them local nuances. I mean, some of these guys are bright enough to realize we see these courses day in and day out, and we know them far better than they do. Granted, their guy's not going to give up their their tour caddy, but a little local knowledge goes a long way. Are you, Larry and Streelman, all still sharing a bed this year? No, I, Streelman's probably not playing. <laughs> I mean, Larry Larry is playing. I will be caddying for him. Oh, but, yes, just, it's only the top 80 in the world. It's an elevated event this so year. So just two in the bed. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I've I've said it before. I've, I'm blown away by the arrogance of both tour professionals and tour caddies. That agreed. This idea of local knowledge doesn't really affect them. I, I just blows me away. Like I would just want to know a little bit of basic information. And what do you think about this? Going around with a local caddy in one practice round, or not even the practice round. You know, maybe it just be when they're doing their walk around. Having <laughs> exactly. A so. But they don't do it. They very rarely do it. Few and, and far yeah, between. Yeah, it's, I, it's I think I, I do think that any time we've been at pro ams and you, some of the once you're out in the course with the actual tour caddies, they're they're good lads, but they think they're better than oh, locals for sure. For sure. So, That's one of my favorite things to watch to right. watch in these tournaments. Watch these tour pros and their caddies and misread the hell mm-hmm. out of some of the greens. It's like, yeah. and then then I'll nudge like a lot. A lot of it happens during the uh, first tee. Right. These senior guys they get out here, and then my guy who I've caddied for years, I always nudge him. I say, "Hey, watch this. Watch, watch <laughs> what's going to happen. He's going to miss it two feet on the wrong side of the hole." <laughs> That's always fun. Okay, last question. What's the most frequently asked question you get when you say you're a caddy? This comes from Ed George in San Francisco. Number one, by far, we have to be in ground. So what else do you do? <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do? Because you obviously can't just do this, not based on what I'm going to pay you. Yeah, well, you're going to get a proper job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you do? What else do you do? Uh, oh, were you, the, uh, were you the eye candy in loopers? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. You do get recognized for that a lot. Most frequently asked question. We gotta go three, right? Well, who's the most famous person you ever had? Oh, of course, for? yeah, of course. And then I'd have to say there is a kind of a, or oh, is this a real job for you, or yeah. the part time, or what? Yeah, that's that. That first question though, who's the most famous? I love Brandon because Brandon always little B always makes up somebody, oh, and yes. he goes, yeah, Richard Simmons. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's great. Brandon yeah, is classic. I I'd heard this before. There was a, there's a caddy. He's obviously mentally gone. But he, he would tell everyone that he carried for Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. And then he says, oh, yeah, he loves coming out here. He says that. And he's, he's got these guys completely, and he's, he's just like putty in his hand. And he says, yeah, I was standing here over by 11. He says, yeah, I see this guy coming up off the <laughs> off of the, the beach. And, you know, he's got a hoodie on. He's kind of, you can't really see his face. And But I knew. I, I'd been with him a couple of times. Great short game. <laughs> really great short game, right? And the guy's like, stroke it. And he goes, and I went, hey, Pee Wee. <laughs> and he says, he just turned around, he looked and, and he winked at me. <laughs> These boys believed it. That's awesome. Who is the most famous person you ever carry for? Uh, I'd say Tom Brady. Who's he? he? Used to play football a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Right. If you have any how about you? Who's the most famous person? Oh, the Donald. For? Oh, yeah. Donald, you, you, you had him in the tournament in... in no, in, in Scotland, when he used to come out to gotcha. Aberdeen, gotcha. when he built that course. Quite so, <laughs> quite a controversial golf course, yeah. uh, as you'd expect. But yeah, that was uh, that was classic. Ab- absolutely hilarious, some of the stuff that happened there. <laughs> Tremendous. If you have any questions, send them in on the Twitter, Instagram, or by email, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. Now we need to move on to our shout-out, Sabo. We... Yeah. Uh, over the Christmas period, we had a number of people buy us a beer. Uh, like uh, we said in that little advert, if you do want to support us, if you feel don't feel obliged, but if you do, no, you can feel go to the website. Feel obliged. <laughs> feel obliged. Come on. But buy a hot dog. Buy a caddy a hot dog yeah, or a bottle exactly. of water. Exactly. I'm starving over here. We, we had a few people. Do you have any? You've got a couple of names yeah. there? Sean McGolfer bought us a beer. Sean McGolfer. Look yeah. at that. Not his real name, I'm guessing. It could be, but we got to thank him. We also got to thank... Good friend Jesse Shepherd who ah, bought us yes. a beer. Jesse, thank you. Jesse for supporting from, us. Uh, from Seattle. Good lad. Yeah, thanks for uh, supporting. I got a Ray Kloppenberg. Kloppenberg. This guy actually on Twitter, he wanted me to put him in contact with his caddy. Wow. He just says, Listen, I had one of the best times out there ever. My my caddy's name was Rich. If you can put me in contact with uh, with him, I'll buy you six beers. There's only like two riches, and nah, you know which more one. more than that, dude. Oh, yeah. No, oh, there's yeah. there's oh, a lot yeah. more than you think. There's probably about ten riches. Seriously, wow. Richard. Rich. Oh, yeah. yeah think yeah. about it. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Didn't, didn't take the, Well, <laughs> the, there were six beers in the line, so it only took me about five minutes. I yeah. whittled it down very quickly. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, Ray Kloppenberg. And then uh, Blair Sullivan, your boy. Oh, yeah, I love Blair. Blair, I'm going to shoot you those dates. Blair's going to come out for a little snowboarding trip. But, yeah, he started listening and loves the podcast. Fantastic, excellent. And we also have to give a wee shout-out to a regular listener and uh, Real Life Carry Podcast pervert, Brian Zulowski. Love you, Brian. I hadn't heard from Brian in a long time. I know, I haven't heard from him at all. I was wondering if he was still listening. Yeah, well, I was wondering if he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I, I tell you what. You I, never know. I, I sent him a text during the week, and he says he's been recovering from pneumonia. So Jeez, Brian. I wasn't far off, old boy. Rest up, Brian. I also got a shout-out the many, many, many listeners that have texted me, as I'm sure have texted you, We've been waiting for a new episode. We, 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 you know, Gordon's dad passed away. He was attending to business back in Scotland. But we are back, and we're looking forward to a good new season. All the people that texted, there was too many to, to mention, really. Good, but, aye, good point. Yeah. I, actually, yeah. And actually, a big big thank you to everyone that sent a message. And a lot of very kind words about, you know, obviously my dad dying and stuff. So I uh, really appreciate that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of really, and it was genuine as well. You know what I mean? It's, of course. It's um, kind of shocks you sometimes that, you know. 
humanity can be people care. a lot lot nicer than me that's for sure <laughs> so but anyway zabo many thanks for your time uh get off there get some get your new year's resolutions into gear mm-hmm. actually stick to them for a change yeah yeah give uh, it a shot what's the worst that could happen and folks we'll back in a couple of weeks for another episode but until then enjoy your golf but more importantly keep it humble keep it humble <laughs>